Rock Salt Radio. Be afraid also, tremendously afraid, for the day of reckoning is upon us. Broadcasting from within our six feet social distance. Well, me and the Lord, we got an understanding. Mm-hmm. We're on a mission from God. On a mission from God. It's Aaron Dave, and now Patrick Rivers, new and improved for 22. Woo! It's ADP. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be selling like elderly. <laughs> we're going to be doing people's taxes and payroll. God. We're going to send you out some insulin here shortly, too. Talk about sugar and the diabetes. You know, I got the rock star going. You got the monster going. I got diet green tea. Yeah. Aaron brought it today. He's got the green tea. We're on a mission from God. I think this is the first time we've completely just talked through yes, all of it. Then you lied to me about the band. Now you're going to put me right back in the joint. They're not going to catch us. We're on a mission from God. Are you going to lie to us about three days under, Patrick? At least twice. Okay, good. Just checking. 106 miles to Chicago. we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. I mean, at least it's twice. Dark, you can get and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Will it pass the Ministry of Truth fact check? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we won a Golden Globe yesterday. Did you? <laughs> yep, fact check that one, Ministry of Truth. Yeah. Is Golden Globe even a, is it even a musical award? <laughs> no, it's movies, but you want a you wanna Grammy? Movies oh, and TV. I missed, my, uh, I missed my cue. Strike up the band, Sal. Yeah. <laughs> Your friend of mine, Sal Policetti. Hey, welcome everybody to the show. Uh, if you want to reach us, it's rocksaltradio at gmail.com. You can find us on any of your podcast platforms and YouTube and Rumble. Oh, and we got to we gotta get, I was thinking this this morning, we got to get Sal on the show next week. Uh, I'll uh, send him a text and see uh, how he's doing and have him come on. But you know who we have on the show is Joe Rojas. He, uh, we recorded an interview with him a couple weeks ago and he was kind enough to come on the show. Uh, great interview, and uh, you'll hear that today on the show. And if you don't know who Joe Rojas is, he oh. is the uh, lead guy from Seventh Day Slumber. And uh, leader oh, of Rockfest Records. Rockfest Rock Records, Records. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what is that uh, tour he does? Rock City Tour. Yes. Yeah. He's on tour right now with uh, Decipher Down, Amongst the Giants. Uh, there's another band in there. Three Days it Under. off today. Does huh? it? Yep, kicks off today. You're not on that bill, Patrick? <laughs> Ain't that cool, Dave. <laughs> You're not that cool, huh? Oh, spoken. Spoken's on spoken. I mean, I've re- reached out to Joe Rowe before. Joe Rowe. That's, yeah. I'm going to start calling him that. I like that. Joe Rowe. Joe Rowe. I bet he's been called that a lot, though. Crickets is what I got. Oh, maybe he doesn't like that, then. Hey, hey, look, man. Do I, I saw my people think my music oh, sucks. That's fine. I deleted my cricket sound effect. <laughs> Anyhow. All well, right. We're going to go over the uh, top 10 for March. Uh, about time we did that. And then we're also uh, going to talk about some stupid stuff we did as teenagers. And and let's not forget the elephant in the room. Okay. Elon Musk and Twitter. Okay. <laughs> yes. We're going to talk about Elon Musk again. We'd be remiss if we didn't. Okay. Everybody's talking about Elon. So yeah, we're you don't to pass th- up that golden goose. No, no, you so, strike it while you while it's hot. 
Oh, Especially the libs' heads are exploding over it. Oh, it's fantastic. And I'm going to read some of these tweets today because they are, I'll say it again, fantastic. Okay. Can we get inducted into the Ministry of Truth, or is there like a uh, interview I think, process? I think you have to be appointed. Oh. I think you have to be appointed. Can we get to wear robes? Oh, that would be cool. As a Ministry of Truth, it sounds like, whoa. You know what, uh... You know what uh, uh, I like in the Ministry of Truth, too? It sounds a whole lot like what they have in some other countries, a Ministry of Propaganda. <laughs> well, see, you're peeling back this onion a little too early, Dave. Oh, am I? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, if you're listening to the uh, Musecast version of the show, we got a treat for them. New song by uh, John Elefante. Is out. So oh, we're gonna play that. We're gonna play from the that. Elefante brothers, John Elefante. Yes, That's all right. A fantastic song. You know the former lead singer of Kansas. Yep. Is he a uh, is he a rocker? I, was he the lead yeah. singer? I thought Carrie Livgreen was the the lead well, singer, I but I could was, be wrong. For, for two years he was. Oh, was he? All right. Yeah. Um, and so is this song called "Carry On My Non My Wayward Non Binary"? No, it is not. It's not. No but that, 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 pretty good, though. Though. that sounds like a good three days under tune, though. Yeah, <laughs> it does not. <laughs> it does not. Oh man, I'm uh, blowing it here. Yeah, well, I'm um, trying to pad, but I don't have much to go off of. It's called Stronger Now. It's a really good song. And then uh, back following that, the Union of Sinner and Saints, which is uh, White Cross, oh, the yeah. White Heart, and the Petra. Uh, is it, yeah, the together. mashup thing. Yeah, they yeah. put out a new song called We Are the Broken. So both those songs coming up on the Rock Salt Musecast Experience. Hello, everyone. This is Chris from The Last Trumpet. You're listening to Rock Salt Newscast Experience with Dave and Aaron. All right, Rock Salt Newscast Experience, Aaron and Dave. And uh, I don't have my board today, so no studio audience. I apologize, but it, we've got Joseph Rojas from Seventh Day Slumber. Here, I'll give you the golfer's clap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're so excited to have you on. We've been looking forward to this since we met you at uh, the, the Rock Fest tour. Years ago. Yeah. And then we just, we just saw you on the uh, recovery tour. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, the recovery tour. I'm sorry. I called it the Rock Fest tour. Well, we uh, were on Rock Fest tour uh, many times. My wife and I started the Rock Fest tour eight years ago. And, and then when the pandemic hit, um, the Rockfest tour was um, kind of put on hold, I guess, and and we're hoping to do Rockfest again. Uh, but yeah, the recovery tour is what we've been doing um, for the past, you know, couple of years, and it's just working with a bunch of um, different churches and also celebrate recoveries and like teen challenges, uh, big churches, small churches. Uh, festivals and like state fairs and community outreaches we've been doing a whole lot of stuff just all across um the country uh with the recovery tour and it's not just about drug addiction it's about healing and recovery from life hits us hard sometimes and so that's uh that tour has been doing great that's awesome we go ahead Aaron. Uh, go ahead dave uh, i was gonna say we saw uh that show twice in two nights uh, up here in Northern California because you played Fairfield and uh, we went down to see that and then you played Auburn we went up to see that it was a it, it was two different shows mm -hmm. um, 
but it was they were both equally good well man i appreciate you saying that we're you know we're out here doing this for god so we're trying to um you know we want to make sure that we give every single thing we got and we're trying to make sure each concert or each night that we do that people have an amazing experience you know and that they um they know that we didn't just go halfway because we played you know so hard the night before or whatever we're given 150 percent at each um each night each concert yeah uh, no doubt you're given 150 percent because uh we came and talked to you each night after that and I told Aaron, I was like, that guy looks so tired, so tired. I feel bad for him. Um, it looked like he just wanted to go to bed after he got off stage. <laughs> well, I probably was had to drive the bus afterwards because I was the bus driver on that tour. <laughs> wow. our, our bus driver is driving for Lee Greenwood right now. And so, um, so I, but we didn't want to cancel any tours. And so I just, uh, told my wife um look i bought the bus i ought to be able to drive it so sure um, i drove on that tour but you know god gave me the strength to do it i I'm, you know it's it's something that i i'm called to do yeah well you know um just you know if you hadn't thought about this uh kevin from disciple likes to drive the bus too so if he's not on tour you could just give him a call you can drive your bus. Well, let me tell you i know kevin i've known him for over 20 years and let me tell you he doesn't like driving the bus <laughs> <laughs> he's no different he's no different than me neither one of us want to drive our own buses but but we're both willing to i, I love kevin he's uh such a good friend of mine and i have nothing but huge respect for him and for his work ethic. I uh, have met Kevin and I've seen him a couple of times and I, I do want to flash back in time to the first time I saw disciple, but um, the uh, uh, what a genuine and nice, humble guy. Uh, we saw him at, we saw him at Joshua fest and uh, Aaron tells this story way better than I can, but we, uh, um, he was doing a, you know, a meet and greet thing after his show. And um, somebody said to him, help me out here. Somebody said to him that he had to get going or something. Well, I think it was the lady was like, hey, we're only going to take so many people in line. And Kevin basically said, we're going to talk to everybody who wants to talk to us. We'll, we'll go beyond what we're able to. And I, and I, and I want to relate that to you, Joe. The two nights we saw you, you shook every hand. You, you hugged every person that came up to you does that keep you going i mean because you you never stopped during the pandemic really no meeting people and touching people does that keep you going definitely being there and being able to hug somebody's neck let them know that they're loved let them know that they're not forgotten those are the things that uh definitely give give us that extra energy and when you see and i look like i'm dead tired it, it i may be tired but it keeps me going to know that there's um an opportunity to make someone feel like they weren't forgotten or to let them know that they're loved and um and it keeps our whole band going it's not just me it's it's my wife lori who's our tour manager who works so hard 
um and it's our band members it's our road crew it's it's all the way you know across the board with our team these these people these men and women love jesus and and because they love jesus they love people and so they'll they'll go the extra mile and i see them work tirelessly year in and year out and through the pandemic when we took so much heat for touring because everybody was like you know you can't tour in a pandemic you're a super spreader you're a murderer you hate old people you <laughs> all these different things and god told us to go and i had to let these people know that um you know i i i'm i'm going to honor god and i it's it's not your um i don't take orders from you i take orders from from almighty god himself and if god if my steps are ordained by him, then, then I can't go wrong. Those are the steps I'm taking. I don't need steps ordained by you. I don't want steps ordained by you. I want my steps to be ordered by the Lord and ordained by the Lord. And, and so as, as the Lord has ordered my steps, he ordains my steps. And, and I'm not saying I'm this anointed, what I'm saying, I'm saying that I'd, I'd rather be ordered by the Lord and go and do what the Lord has called me to do than to be ordered by you because if you order me you can't uh you know you can't ordain my steps you can't uh you know you don't have that power but god does so so with that comes making people mad and and people get upset they got something to say everybody feels some type of way or you didn't really hear from the lord the lord's not going to call you to go kill people and i'm like well that's because we're not going out and killing people but that's you know the well i was God was in it. It seemed like. Yeah, no, time. I mean, we saw lives change. Thousands of people came to the Lord. You know, the Bible says that the, the God of this world has blinded the eyes, you know, of the unbeliever. And you, you have uh, people that, that don't really understand this whole God concept. And, and so they don't understand how you could go do this, why you would go do this. Uh, they think you're kooky. They think you're like, you know, this, crazy person saying I'm on a mission from God or whatever. But the saddest part about this whole thing is that there were Christian people telling me that like, don't go. You're, you're not honoring God by going and you're killing people. You're this and that. Meanwhile, I was, they were locked in their basements and scared to death, waiting on Jesus to come back. And, and we're out leading people to Christ, leading people to him. And they, and they still get on their computers and they still get on their little keyboards and type away at how we are the most like evil people because we're using God's name to go and kill old people. And it was crazy, man. And then they realized as we look back on it and the dust has settled, oh, wow, Joe was, was really doing this for God and lives were changed and no one got sick at their tours and no one... You know, those kinds of things. Well, I mean, uh, I, I'm going to, I don't know, pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, uh, but, I mean, you're not out on the road getting rich, Joe, right? No. I mean, that's no, not I the mean, reason you do this. No. Um, as a matter of fact, the recovery tour is a free tour. We offer it free to the churches. And, and the only stipulation we have is that they offer it free to the general public. Like you can't bring us in for free and then charge $10 at the door. Right. And so we offer it free to the churches, free to the 
general public. And then at the end of the night, they'll take up a free will offering. You know, it's, it's, you don't have to pay, you don't have to do nothing. And at the end of the night, if you feel like, you know what, God's put it on my heart to give $5 in this bucket, I'll put five bucks or whatever, but sometimes people don't have it. And, and so they don't put anything in there, but for us, God is our employer and he, and he's not broke. And I'm, and that's not a prosperity. Like I'm not prosperity preaching. I'm telling you that my God who has called me will provide for me. And that doesn't mean he's going to get me a, a million dollar mansion or a, that's not what that means. It means that I never have to worry about him providing for my needs and for my family's needs. If I'm serving him, I really believe in this God that I talk about. I really believe I'll put my money where my mouth is or lack thereof, because we didn't have the money to go on this tour. Like when I, when God told me go and don't charge, I didn't have the money in my account at that time because I had just gotten off of a tour that we got pulled from. We were out for, we were on a three month tour and the pandemic hit and we wanted to still stay out there, but we were out with stars go dim and Stephen Malcolm, um, and he had a single out with Natalie Grant at the time that it was just blowing up and he got nominated for a Dove Award. So the stars go dim. And here we all are on this variety tour. And um, and then the they got pulled from the tour by management. We got pulled uh, from the tour, not by our manager, but but because of the fact that the churches got shut down. So then we came home. And so there was no money like we lost uh, our like income that was supposed to be able for the next few months we were that's how we were going to make our income so we could then take off for a month or so and relax with our families but we got pulled early didn't get you know i didn't have any money um but god told me to go and and then when he said go for free because someone said oh see y'all just wanted to go out there because you're broke and you need to go make money no we went for free but god provided all of our needs and so some nights there'd be $250 in that bucket when we just paid $600 in fuel to get there. And then, and then you'd have somebody say, you know what, man, let me cover all of your fuel for tonight. Or, Hey man, let me, here's a thousand dollars. Like one guy would be just like, I feel led to give you a thousand dollars or something like that, you know? And, but we never like it, at the end of the night, we weren't like looking at $250 going, Oh, what are we going to do? We knew that the same God who called us to be out here is the same God that's going to provide for us. And he did. As a matter of fact, in the middle of this tour, we ended up getting a new bus. I couldn't even believe and it's not brand new, but you know, it's a 2005 for us. That's it's brand used. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. uh, we went from the, you know, the, the, the bug <laughs> to the bus. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Hey, I think, I think you were talking about that at the show that we were at, that, that yeah. you were having bus problems. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, when are we not having bus problems? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I mean, that's, that's part of it. And, and, you know, you go out there and you just, you take the good with the bad and, and people don't understand that you know, we're not a country band where they have millions and millions of dollars. And well, you guys got songs on the radio. I saw that y'all just won a Grizzly Award or you got a Dove Award. Well, you should have all this money. And it's like, dude, I, I'm, I'm like anybody else. I'm just, I'm every single day, you know, I'm, I'm just going to focus on being the best person I can be 
for my wife, my kids, most importantly, being the best I can be for God and still just trying to pay my bills like anybody else. You know, yeah, you know what a lot of people don't understand is, um, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, I, I don't mean this offensively, Joe, for, for us regular people that get up and go to nine to five jobs and that sort of thing, we get our paycheck on time every other week or whatever it is. And it's not like that for, for bands. It's not like that for you. Uh, it's the next gig that's coming up or, um, you know, uh, I don't know, selling X amount of t-shirts or, you know, it, though all those things are how you get paid. How are you going to feed your family? Um, and uh, along with that is you supply essentially all your own work tools. I see that mic right there. Yeah. You, you well, buy that stuff, you know? Yeah. That, um, that mic is, you know, is how I sang the last album, the death by admiration album that we just released. It was all sang on this mic. That's not the one I'm talking through right now. It's actually this, <laughs> um, you know that just but looks that's better also a great mike yeah this know? is too um but uh no it's you know we 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 save to buy this stuff i mean that's an expensive mic and someone will see it and go man that mic's about almost four thousand dollars like see you guys got money and it's like dude i made payments on that mic for like yeah three years you know what I, I mean i remember seeing charlie peacock back in the early days back in the 80s at warehouse ministries you know exit records all that and he he was playing a i believe it was a moog keyboard yeah and uh yeah and i think he said it was like twenty thousand dollars and he was making payments on it like it was a car well think <laughs> about it if you owned your own business and you had a moving company you're going to go and buy a nice moving truck. And then you go, well, man, it's, we need a lift gate on this thing. That lift gate is going to be four to $8,000 to put the lift gate on there. But, and then people may go, Oh dude, you got the nicest one in the business. And you go, dude, look, I'm, I'm making payments on this to this, is my work tool. This is what I use for work. It's a and tool. It's a tool. And so this mic recorded the last two albums, our worship album, uh, Lion and the Lamb and the Death by Admiration album and and so but then so it's a it's a work vehicle for me right so yeah I mean but but you you know same thing with our bus are y'all driving around on a quarter of a million dollar bus well yeah I could sell it for a quarter of a million dollars but I promise you I didn't pay a quarter of a million dollars for that bus <laughs> right. you know and, and right. we got an amazing deal on that bus and because you got to look at it this way too so it's a quarter of a million dollar bus used at 2005, you know, cause it was like a million five new somebody paid that for it. it wow. Was, um, like a million five new and it's 2005 and, uh, you know, but in the pandemic, when the pandemic hit every, all the bus companies went bankrupt every yeah. last one of them, at, at least for six to eight months. Right. And now you can't buy a bus like, you know, because now everybody's back out and there's not enough buses. But, right. but look, on our bus, so you see a quarter of a million dollar bus and you go, man, these guys are rich. We didn't get that for you. You have to remember when God calls you to something that, that people will do favors for you. Like people will do things like a bus company may go, hey, we're going out of business and we're going to sell this bus for 200. But look, we believe in what you guys are doing. We believe in your ministry. We see that 
kids that were thinking about suicide, man, have changed their life. And let, what can we, what, what price range do we need to be in? And I'm like, well, we're not even none. There's no price range <laughs> right now. And, and then you had, and then we had a sponsor come along and say, you know what, if you can get it for like 180, 150, then we can help with that. And then you can pay us back down wherever you want to, however you want to do it. And, and we didn't have that, that money, but they, it was the favor of God. Well, and that's the thing is, uh, uh, you know, it's, if God had a slogan, if God had a slogan, it would be, I got this. Yeah. yeah. Well, Amen. Right. I mean, uh, because, because when, I mean, dude, I've, I've had my days where I go, Oh man, um, I haven't paid all my bills. Uh, my paycheck's gone and it's another two weeks before I get paid and I haven't even bought food. I wonder how I'm going to make this work yet. Somehow uh, I, I always make it to the next payday. Yeah. And um, I, I can honestly say that I'm not emaciated or too skinny for not eating you know yeah i can god i god i got this write that down aaron god i got this <laughs> this is ralph from reborn and you're listening to a rock sauce music cast experience with aaron and dave <laughs> well, yeah go ahead. joe i want to i want to talk about the you, you're about to go back on tour you, yeah. you you just released a new album in january death by affirmation it's your heaviest record yet. I love hard. that album. I yeah. love that album. Um, you're gonna go out, go back out and tour with a bunch of great bands. Who is going out with you? Yeah, well, we're going out with uh, we're going out with Decipher Down, Spoken, and Amongst the Giants, and it's our Death by Admiration tour. Um, we just wanted to bring some friends uh, along the way, people that we've known for years, hard hitting bands. We didn't want there to be any sleepers on this tour. And and so we have the this tour is going to be ridiculous. If you're into hard rock, um, it's going to be a ridiculous tour. We're going to have big LED lights, big, big LED wall in the back, like new sound system, new everything that like we accumulated some amazing stuff over the past. Like I said, the pandemic. People couldn't believe it. And I told you about that bus. Well, the bus is now paid yeah. off. It's paid. We don't owe anybody. We paid the pe- We paid everybody. It's all paid off. So anyway, God has provided some amazing things. So we have these cool uh, tools to be able to use and make this a really fun, really cool, really state-of-the-art uh, like show. But most importantly, ministry and you know, and, and, and lots of love going into, you know, loving on these people that come. Yeah. That's great. Uh, and now I know this is a, a question I don't need to ask, but I want to get it out for, there for anybody that doesn't know about you, Joe. And that is um, it's a ministry first for you, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the first thing it's a ministry first rock band. Second, is that a safe assumption? That's, that's how we've always, you know, always had this, the, you know, seven day slumber has always been that way. Ministry first, music second. And so, um, and I believe that's why we've been around 25 years. 
and still doing it, still putting out music that's relevant, still putting out fresh, new sounding music. It's not still the early 2000s, you know, um, we're still we're putting out music that's relevant today. And, you know, thank God for <laughs> for a son who is an amazing writer and producer. My son, Blaze is uh produced our him and our guitar player weston who's a ridiculous guitar player um weston blaze and a friend of ours kellen mcgregor from the band memphis mayfire they produced this album and blaze and, and uh weston pretty much wrote the album along with myself but they wrote the majority of the album and uh and so it's just to see them shine like this and I'm so super proud of my son and I'm super proud of Weston, both of them. And and your son is the drummer too, yes. right? He's the and drummer place for us and spoke. He's gonna be playing for Spoken on this tour as well. And awesome. Yeah. Is it is it nice now that your son's a little older that he can kind of take the the uh some of the weight off of your shoulders? And i I say that jokingly, but also seriously. Um, you know, as he's gotten older, because I'm assuming he's about as old as the band right now, correct? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's in his 20s. He just turned, well, he just turned 20. Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, is it helpful for you that he's well, kind of picking up some of these jobs? Yeah, well, he programs our lights, he our light show, and the whole, he's super, like, creative as well. But, yeah, every he he has he has come into this this is he's better than me um you know in, in a in a lot of areas um he, he's he's a better musician um just a, better at the technical stuff i'm having to you know like most parents call my kid hey help me <laughs> help me get this set up oh man but he does that he doesn't i mean he write he's a great songwriter he's written for amongst the giants you know the band that he you know, they all started together and amongst yeah. the giants and now Blaze is just playing with seventh day slumber um, because it's just too much going back and forth, but he's out on tour with the GFM band right now. Um, he's nice. He's not playing for them. He produced their album, um, their new EP that's on Rockfest records and are coming out on Rockfest records. And he's out. Their new the single is really good. Their new single is really good. Well, that's pretty uh, i appreciate you saying that blaze um and weston produced it and uh oh man and they did an amazing job blaze recorded all their vocals and um on a mic actually exactly like this they have the same exact mic and um he recorded he um went to florida recorded them uh maggie and cj and uh and weston recorded all the guitars and stuff for, with them and all that kind of stuff so they um they have an amazing EP coming out. Blaze is out just helping on the tour uh, side of it because uh, they're out with Chris Jericho right now, the wrestler uh, and Fozzie. And so they're on that tour. And so Blaze is uh, making sure, helping um, their their mom, Cindy, uh, with tour managing and stage managing and all of that. So he's really been a big help. Yeah. It's coming I, in May here. We're going to see that in May, but Blaze told me he's going to be off the tour by then. He'll be because, on tour uh, with death by admiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dad needs me, you know. So uh, that's what he, when I spoke to him, that's what he said. He was going to be off the tour by the time it came to Northern California. 
So I, I, I know we're running short on time and, and got to let you I, go. Um, I, I have another Okay, hey, hang ahead. on, Aaron. Before we wrap this up, I have another question. Now, I don't know. Uh, I don't know Fozzie. Uh, well, I've seen Fozzie, and I don't know Chris Jericho personally, but I've heard that he's just kind of a genuinely nice kind of guy. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, he is extremely um, nice. Yeah, he comes off that way for sure. Um, I think that uh, you know, just being on tour with Fozzie. It's going to open a lot of doors for GFM, don't you think? Well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're you know, we're, we're doing a lot to make sure that this tour uh, isn't just an, a, there's a lot of bands that have said, man, I was, I went on tour with Skillet or I went on tour with Seventh Day Slumber. Or, I went on tour with it and they didn't, and then that was it. They're, you know, 10 years down the road, they go, oh man, well, I can always say I went on tour with Fozzie or I can say I always went on tour with Skillet. They don't know how to, to capitalize on the tour. And, and so with GFM signing to Rockfest Records, we know how to capitalize on that tour. And we've created QR codes. We've, we're getting the names and phone numbers of each person as they enter to win the guitar giveaway at guitar.thegfmband.com matter of fact all the listeners go to guitar.thegfmband.com you can sign up to win this amazing PR Paul Reed Smith guitar and um and so um and then you can get updates through text or by email they're not bugging you but they'll you know every month you may get a update on cool giveaways, cool merch packages from the GFM band. So we help them to put all of that together as Rockfest Records. And we're also releasing their record along with, you know, Capital Universal Music Group, who's our distributor. We've partnered together. So we're helping them to make sure that this tour counts. And, nice. and so they have a PR, a publicist, who they're doing meetings every day. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. It's, a big, it's a big door, but a lot of bands can go on tour and they don't know how to turn it into something i mean just going on a big right doesn't necessarily mean anything right well um you know i didn't bring you on to to talk about gfm so much but i mean we love them we, and they're on my label so yeah it couldn't we couldn't not talk to you and talk about gfm well, but, but, there, well there's somebody else on the label too though they just signed yeah, yeah, so yeah they I slumber. Got, I got <laughs> yeah, yeah. you just signed him and he's got a number one song. I mean, yeah. Matt Rockfest Records is blowing up. Matt Sassano yeah. is number one in the country, and we're so excited about having him on our label. And we were, we didn't say anything, but we had been working with him since before he released that song. We just couldn't say anything. He was on tour with us, and um, you know, for he did our last two tours, and he's doing our Pacific Northwest tour that we're doing. Uh, but he's got the number one song in the country on rock. We're excited to have Matt Sassano. And uh, if you guys um, want some amazing music, uh, you can definitely go look up Matt Sassano on Spotify. Make sure that you don't just stream it, that you actually follow these bands, not just Matt and not just Living Scars. We just signed Living Scars. We have Fireflight, The Letter Black, The Protest, Amongst the Giants, awesome. Lent. All those bands are on my label. But at the end of the day, it, it it's great that you stream them, but it's not you got to make sure that you're following them because that's what helps these bands so okay. and it also means and, you get alerts and and podcasts as well you know yeah 
Hey, it takes so little to hit that follow button, really does. And and when I had these bands on, uh, especially if I've you know never heard of them before, uh, I hit that follow button, so I get those alerts. I find out when there's new stuff, and uh, it, it's it's a numbers game. It shows you know uh, as far as like our podcasts go, it helps us to get guests. It, the more followers we have, the more guests we get. Um, I, I, on your end, uh, the more followers you get, uh, maybe the bigger tours you get, I guess. I, I guess that would how it, how it would work. There's my timer. Yeah. So, um, Joe, thanks for coming on. I know you're, you're up against the clock here. Um, I didn't even get to talk about going to the Rockfest tour like five years ago, and that was great. But uh, by the way, Love that you turned me on to so much music like the protest and wolves at the gate and uh, a lot of the bands that were on that tour. Um, keep doing what you're doing, brother. Yeah, uh, well, listen, I mean, I, I appreciate you guys taking the time and I know that y'all worked around my schedule and then it, it got, you know, today was a wild day and it got cut short. I want the listeners to know that, um, you know, we'll, we'll be back to do it again, but uh, but you guys, I want the listeners to know what gracious hosts you guys are that y'all, you know, had it scheduled for me at a certain time. And then like, just life happened. And, and it was like, Oh, I got to change this. And y'all were so cool to, to change it around. And then the time wasn't as long. And, and I just appreciate y'all. And I think that the listeners need to know that they need to know that about you guys, that that's the kind of guys y'all are. And so make sure y'all are following this podcast and, also, make sure if you're listening to my voice right now that you share this. Share this with somebody, somebody that that needs hope. Somebody needs to know that their life is not hopeless, that there is hope for them, that God has a plan. If you, God has a plan for you. Maybe you're listening to this right now and you go, man, I, I ended up here somehow doing a search or whatever. I'm telling you right now, the search is over. God loves you. His arms are open wide for you. He's got plans that you can't even imagine that are there for you because maybe all you see is the pain. Maybe you can only see what's in front of you. And I'm telling you right now, as you're listening to this podcast, don't trust your eyes too much because your eyes will lie to you. I'm telling you, there are things going on in the spiritual realm that you don't even have any clue that's going on. God has big plans for you. And the things that are obstacles in your way that you can see with your eyes, I promise you, they're not too big for God. He wants you. He doesn't just love you. He wants you right now, wherever you're at. I don't care if you're sitting in a bar listening to some headphones and, and, and drinking your life away right now. God wants you. I don't care if you're sitting in a, at your house getting high. God wants you right now. I don't care what it is that you you may have throw up all over your clothes right now here in this somewhere. <laughs> God wants you. He wants you. He doesn't just love you. He wants you. You are wanted, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. If you're willing and you're willing to say, God, I don't have, I can't fix myself, but I know that you can. And you're willing to hand your heart to him. I promise you, he will rock your world. He will take you places you never even imagined were possible. Just as sure as you can hear my voice right now, God is speaking to you, telling you he loves you and he wants you. Amen, yeah, Joe. Yeah, uh, yeah, best said. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you, 
uh, that last thing you said spoke to me because my life in the last month has made a U-turn. I mean, it's been that different. And um, uh, I don't, I don't usually fall into the, uh, you know, God did this for me. God did that for me. That I, that's, uh, but man, I would be stupid if I didn't say that God is working in my life right now and changing things uh, for the way I really want them to be. Yeah. Well, I can so. tell you, God really did do this for me. He, I was a drug addict with no hope in my life. I had a $400 a day cocaine addiction and I've been in and out of jails and institutions in trouble with the law since I was a little kid. I'm a four time convicted felon and I've been arrested over 20 something times locked up from Texas to, to California. But I'm talking about after I got saved and he delivered me from my drug addiction, I ended up an alcoholic as the lead singer of a Christian band. I never thought that could happen to somebody like me. And it did. And I ended up, um, almost dying and it was God that delivered me on my uh, on my bedroom floor crawling around on the carpet trying to trying to just get free from this and locking myself in that room and just crawling around trying to give my wife and my kids their daddy back and my wife her husband back and 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 in four days, God healed me from alcoholism. And when I say you know alcohol, I don't. I ain't talking about a few beers here and there, or a little bit of bourbon with your cigar, or whatever it is that some people are into. I'm talking about. I, I don't even want to tell you how much I was drinking every day to drown out the hurt. As the lead singer of a Christian band, God did it for me. So it's all right to say God did it for you. And somebody listening right now needs to hear that. The same God that did that for me is the same God that'll do it for you. He didn't like me better, even though I'm probably better looking, you know, and, and wait, you know, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Joe? I was going to say and way taller, but then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm Mexican. We, nobody's going to believe that. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Joe, I know we're up against the clock. Yeah. Um, seventh day slumber. No joke. You can find them on the socials and on Spotify. I, uh, I, it's like, you know, I don't need to tell people who seventh day slumber is. We all know. Um, and Joe, I, I didn't even get to scratch the surface of your own story, which is really what I wanted to do today. Um, hopefully you can come back another time. Yeah, we can take some time. And I, cause I really want to, you scratch the surface of your story and your shows but I want to dig deep into that story. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it'd be great to great to do it again. And for those that, yep. if you can't don't have time to wait and you need your son to see it, or you need your parents to see it, or you need somebody who's struggling to see it, then you can, or hear it, then you can uh, let them hear this podcast, but you can also yes. go to YouTube and do a search for Joseph Rojas or lead singer of seventh day slumbers testimony or whatever. And it's, there's deep, deep, you know, dives in there of, of stuff but we'll be back you know and i appreciate you yeah. guys thank well, you we very appreciate much. you joe thank you. yeah thanks thank for you your for time today right. thank you guys hey what's up guys this is joseph rojas from the band seventh day slumber and you're listening to rock salt musecast and i'm hanging out with dave and aaron on a mission from god keep it locked Rock Salt Musecast experience, Aaron and Dave and Patrick. ADP is what they call it now, right? Yes, that's yeah. what they do. Just like your payroll check, ADP. 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 <laughs>
Woo woo in the house. <laughs> hey, so uh, uh, we don't. Hey, Patrick, since we got a musician now on the show, uh, I'm going to task you with coming up with some some music. That's a that's a stretch. You calling me a musician? <laughs> well, uh, no. Did I say musician? Yes, you did. I that was the guitar word player is what I meant. Guitar player. <laughs> I'm not even that anymore. A singer. Such a broken man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I I I, I got to see if you put some uh, music together for like top ten or Dave's rants or something like That'll that. Work. Yeah. We'll have to. Whenever you, whenever you got time, you know, it doesn't have to be long, like 30 seconds top. What? I'm sure I've got something on this phone right here. that has been recorded that I could ship to you right now and be like, use it. Where's that junk? I never want again. <laughs> I'll give him that one. <laughs> uh, uh, do the uh, top, 10 top 10. All right. Let me March, switch yeah. screens here. Okay. I got to get over to the top 10 screen. All right. We're there. Are we going 10 to one or one to 10? Uh, 10 to one, 10 to one. We're starting at the bottom, moving our way up. Yes. With a bullet. Oh, wait, can't say that anymore. <laughs> like an eagle soaring high in the sky. There we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, first off, uh, let me pull this up here. Where am I at? Uh, oh, I'm on the right one. Okay. First off, amongst the giants and black box. That's got a good opening. I don't know this song. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. a lot of energy. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, uh, Patrick? Oh, you can't hear it? I'm just sitting here smiling and nodding. Oh, yeah, he I can't hear it. Tune. I don't know That's why. That's odd. I don't know why. I actually watched the uh, Black Box video from Amongst Giants the other day. So Let me fix this. I think I think I can fix this. Hang on. Okay. I think you can, too. I think I can as well. Let me do it th like this. I got to switch devices here. Get all hooked up. Need me to text it to you? Nope. Oh, okay, he's got it. I've got it pulled up. It's just, all right, it's connected. Can you text Savvy now, Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> he's I, getting there. I know what I'm doing. He's getting there. Famous last words. <laughs> I know so, what I'm doing. <laughs> I have not yet seen the video for Black Box. Very good? Yeah, I Let, enjoyed it. Let's give this a quick test run. Okay. Let's see. That's not seemed to. Yeah, uh, can you hear it now? Yep. Oh, ah, can, oh, there we go. See, I fixed it. I am tech savvy. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a rocker. I yeah, did I that get one. Air drums going on that one. You know. You know. Very good. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of Ragers, and that would be a Rager song. Just to, I mean, that's the one you I would. Honestly, open my set with that because that's a kick. That's a kick in the door. Here we are, jam right there. Yeah, you so. know, I was uh, uh, explaining to Aaron back when we started this thing and we were putting lists together and stuff. I would, uh, I, I, this is where I f default to radio guy uh, that I like a flow for the music. And I was trying to explain to Aaron that the first song out of the shoot, I want to have a little bit of build in but I want it to be a rocker because I want it to set the tone for the show. And that's kind of what you're saying, right? Yep. 
You want that song that grabs him by the nose hairs and swings around for a little bit. But you like to build up a little at first. You don't just come out of the shoots and smack him in the face, do you? We do. Oh, well, all right. There you go. If you like to be smacked in the face, go see Patrick Rivers. Yeah. (laughs) Literally come off the stage and smack you in the face. Will you do that for free or do they have to pay extra? Is that part of the VIP experience? The VIP experience for sure. All right, Dave. What's number nine? You got that number nine ready? Number nine. Let's see. See how this works. Is it Brian Murphy? Yeah. It's Brian Murphy. This is an artist I found a couple years ago, and I really like. I, it, you know, he's popped. Oh, I said his name wrong. It's Brannon Murphy. Yeah. But I think he puts uh, together good melodies, and it's pop. It's Definitely your, pop. It's, yeah. It's not your, uh, uh, your thing, but I like it. All right. So, a good friend of the show, True Mr. Lyric. True Lyric with Paradox. Yes. Now, Patrick, I know you probably don't know who True is, but he was our very first guest before we even had a show. We, yeah. He did an interview with us, and he's been a friend ever since, and he's right here from Northern California. And he uh, he kind of got that little Rambo reference, though. I know you like, though. You know, I like that little Rambo reference he puts in there. Well, and he, he also, he's not, I mean, this is a little heavier rap than what he's done before. Yeah. The first stuff was kind of R&B, and the second stuff was kind of pop rock, and now he's got the rap, and uh, we like True, and he keeps putting out good stuff. All right. I listened to, I listened to this last week when I was out doing my running for <laughs> rehearsal, and um, this is one of the tracks that I really dug. <laughs> I really dug in it. I, so. I'm I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you're part of the part of the action, man. You mean this one or two lyrics? Did you say uh, true lyric or or this one right here, the Reclaimers? Did we lose him, Patrick? Are you with us? I'm here, dude. All right, he's just not okay. answering. I guess I didn't hear the question. Okay. Were you saying you were listening to True, or were you oh, listening yeah, no, to this one? To true lyric track that came through. Oh, what cool! List. Yeah, the True lyric. Yeah, what'd you song. think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was a thumper. Good. All right. Uh, so next. Oh, by the way, let's give a credit. Reclaimers fight. Yeah, fight. Yeah, we're a good yeah, song. It's a solid rock song, yeah. sure. Oh, there it is again. Yeah. All right. What UPRG? I don't understand. What a RG. We saw him at uh, uh, out, uh, Joshua Fest. Oh, okay. And I saw him on another uh, tour that he was on, and uh, I, I I just think he was on his way up, and he took a, a couple year break, and it kind of stopped the momentum. But he's back, uh, putting some stuff on. He's on uh, Lecrae's Reach Records, and I I think he's a good artist, and. Uh, I'm excited to hear his new stuff. So this is really good, though. All right. And so, so it's all right. What up, RG? That's kids. Yeah. Th- then this one, and that would be number six. So yeah. now we're at number five. Your friend of mine, Zana. Well, Zana's really your friend, right, Patrick? No, I, I don't want to say we're really friends. Oh. Um, um, we have we're we're Facebook official. If that makes any sense. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. official. All right. You know, like going back to the song. Hey, if it's on Facebook, it's official. Yeah. Hey, going back to the song, I think this is her best work. It's pretty good. Yes. I think this is her best work. This one's called A Race. Yeah. All right. 
Now, have you guys seen the video for this song as well? No, I have not. For Zana or it's for good. this one? Is it good? For, for Zana's. For yeah. Zana's Erase. No, I have dude. not. Dude. She Knocks does it out of the work, park. Man. Good. She does nice. good work. She really nice. does. Impressive. Are you playing? Uh, we're at number, number four, four, Wolves at the Gate. Yeah, this is like the soft ballad song on the album, and it, it really picks up. A I was going to say, you can't have a Wolves at the Gate song without. <laughs> what? Without a vacuum? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I, I love you so much. <laughs> oh, he's. This. Yeah, this, this is so not Wolves at the Gate. Well, yeah, but this is so good. This album. I'm not uh, saying I, it's bad. It's just not. No, if you, the, I, I wouldn't say this is. This ain't their best song on the album. Okay, but uh, it's uh, this album is really, really good, and I think you just shut down the Grizzly Award nominations with this album. This album. I thought you shut good. it down with the Three Days Under. No, album. no, no, no. Oh, this is the best album I've heard <laughs> this year. What this do you think, album. Patrick? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I think the um, the clamor over this album and and the the props this album was getting or is still continuing to get is well deserved. All right, well written, well produced, well yeah. just it's it's all around a whole it's a whole album. And, yeah, and usually you get one or two good songs out of an album. This one, you, it's got bangers all over it. So nice. I, I was I've been selfishly checking to when they're touring because I know they live on the West Coast, and I I. You know, I want them to tour Sacramento because I want to see them do this album live and see how it is. Because it's a high energy album. I mean, this song is not the highest energy of it, but I mean, it's really, really good. So, all right, uh, number three, number three, your, your guy Kevin, Honor and Glory. Yeah, your guy Kevin's on this group. Oh yeah, yeah. This is kind of uh, what Disciple Worship. Is, yep. is it the whole Disciple team? Yep. On the, uh, yeah. yeah. And they're just kind of doing a, a worship. I don't thing. typically go for the worship albums, especially when it's a rock band going worship. And uh, I'll use, for example, Seventh Day Slumber uh, because they do that. Uh, Crowder, eh, he's got some rockers, but he yeah. does a lot of worship. And I love the rockers. He's very talented. I'm not knocking anybody for it. It's just. Even with Skillet and their worship album, there was only one song on it I really liked. Same thing with Petra Praise. There was really only one song I liked. Yeah. This has got two or three I, I know, really like. This, this is going to sound like really sacrilegious or whatever, but I can't stand worship music. Um, it doesn't take a, a straight musical genius to repeat a chorus 17 times um, or whatever. Um, but this one right here is my favorite track out of the top 10. Um they were, they were sent. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's one. This one I, grabbed me. Um, this one just, it it gives me chills now. It, it just, Kevin and the boys did an amazing job. It, it is a solid song. It is well produced. Uh, there's nothing wrong with this song at all. Nope. It, it's just, it's not me. Yeah. Not Number two, which is definitely not you, but it's oh, yeah. a, it is a fantastic song. But he put on a good show and he was likable. Yes. He's a likable fat guy. I just love the lyrics, how he puts this song together. You know. This uh, would be I, Cochran and Company. Yes, and thank God for Sunday morning, because sometimes I need that Sunday morning. I need to walk in church and see somebody I I know and this is a country it, song, isn't it? You know, yeah. I, I, I disagree with you a little bit. Um his his voice has some twang to it, but I I just uh, this is more CCM Aaron, to me Aaron, than country. You can sit there in, in California all you want to and try to judge and disagree with the boy from Kentucky yeah, about no, country music I, all I you lose. want. <laughs> I, I lose. Okay. But 
Sit there and drink well, your orange Julius and be fancy in California. I'll tell you what it, country. It's, it, it's green tea. We drink <laughs> green tea here in California. You know, um, that is our right as Californians to judge other people. <laughs> no, that is correct, Mr. Newsom. In, 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 in Kentucky, it you is. have sweet tea. It's part in of California, our constitution. We have green tea. <laughs> All right, number one, song of the year. Oh. Uh, and it, it's, 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 it's the Grizzly Award song of the year. It's this, a good song. This is a great song. Got Sunny on it. It's, it's not good. It's great. I listened to it like five times straight the first time I heard this thing. I was I, like, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Who's Sunny now? To explain to the audience who's Sunny. Sunny Sandoval yes. is from POD. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you right now that I would switch the top or the number 10 with the number one. I think Black Box is a much better song. Oh, man. This is song of the year. It's a good song. I'm not. I'm not denying that. I like the song. I just think that black box song is better. Okay. Unpopular opinion alert. I think it all sound, all this new age, new age music. It all sounds the same. Let's give a melodic chorus and then scream about it for a little bit, then go into a weird breakdown, scream some more, and then get all emo toward the end. Let's well, do this. Well, you know the the formula works, right? No. Yeah, it does. No, it does. I mean, again, I, 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 I hear where you're coming from, like Patrick. Top, so ZZ Top. You heard it, like you too. You heard, you hear a song, you go like ZZ Top. You hear a song, you too. Same thing with Manifest. You hear a song, you're like, it sounds like Manifest. Yeah. And then I, I thought it was a great addition of having Sunny in there too. You know, I, I, I think it was a good fit. I had a very odd thought yesterday. I was listening to, and Patrick, maybe you can answer this. I was listening to a song. It was a really good song. I can't remember what it was now, but... It wasn't that good then, Dave. No, it was really good. Um, but in the, uh, in the middle of it, they went into a, uh, a guitar solo. And I went, well, that's the formula for a rock song. In the middle, you got the guitar solo, right? Who, um, de- who decided that the first time? <laughs> who who um, white guitarist went to the other guy and said i want to do a solo here no this is just a singing song no you need a solo i mean i don't know i think it was david when he was writing the psalms and he was just singing a okay harp solo right here oh man so well excuse me uh, it was just a weird thought that popped into my head. I have lots of weird thoughts like that that just go, you know, who was the first person that ate a tomato and went, hmm, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> who was the first person who heard a parent talk and didn't freak out? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, who's the first for a lot of these? I, I. That's another good segment. Who's the first? We should just come up with who's the first two and then. That, that's, a, that's a good segment. We should work on that. I think yep. that would be fun. All right, so that is the top 10. I'm going to wrap it up, Aaron. You're in your phone, and I know you're looking at something important. I'm not being facetious. and um, But I'm going to wrap it up. We'll get back to music. I don't know what you got lined well, up. I was going to say, we got Relent coming up on the MuseCast version. There Relent, you go. Man. They rock Salt rock. MuseCast experience. Hey, this is Steve from the Word 66. I am hanging out, rock and roll preaching with the dynamic duo Dave and Aaron here on Rock Salt Radio. Rock Salt Musecast Experience, Aaron, Dave, and Patrick. 
I got to mm-hmm. get used to saying that now. Patrick Rivers from Three Days Under now joining the show. Are you guy? Are you still doing uh, uh, on the offensive with uh, Dan Streety? Dan's lazy, so no. Okay, so that's a big no. <laughs> yeah, no. I got too much going on. Okay. All right, yeah, all man. right, that's fine. Yeah, Dan, I ain't got time for you either, pal. You broke my heart, so we might have to fire it back up with somebody else. So, Aaron, we're the other girlfriend. Yes, we are. <laughs> Yes, we are. You're digging into my dumbest thing I've ever oh. done. <laughs> That's the next segment. All right. So, uh, on, elephant, in, elephant in the room is Elon Musk, man. So, uh, by bought Twitter, forty-five billion dollars or forty-four point whatever I billion dollars. Tesla though is it's uh, tanking. Yeah, uh, which means I'm buying. <laughs> I am buying. Oh, I'm buying. Uh, Tesla stock because look, Teslas are electric cars. And what does Biden want to do? He wants us all driving electric cars. That money's going to come. Yeah. The money's going to come back. I ain't worried about that. Uh, When this all dies down and uh, trust me, Musk ain't worried either. No, he he'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be fine. Actually it's, I read somewhere where he sold $4 billion in Tesla after the um, Twitter buy. Well, he had, so. I read that he had to in order to uh, get the capital to, to do this because right. it's not just him. It is a team of investors. Uh, everybody thinks it's just him coming up with $45 billion. No, he didn't. It was a team of investors. Yeah, but the, it's not that he couldn't. I mean, he is the richest man on the planet. True, but he's not liquid. Right? No, he's a solid. He, <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, I took some pictures because I didn't want to lose this. I took some pictures of some, some tweets. Some tweets, okay. That um, I was involved in. Um, here's a here's a tweet from Elon that I I took a picture of. So it must have been a reason. I I'm reading this cold. I don't I didn't okay. read it beforehand. Well, All I right. did read it at some point, but I don't know what it is. Uh, Elon Musk. I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. Which I thought was a Good first tweet for him after after he bought it up. And uh, someone responded, not to fear, Elon, I will be here reminding everyone that Teslas are imported glorified golf carts with little horsepower and that America literally invented free speech through the Declaration of Independence First Amendment. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean... They could. They just wasted. They just wasted. They wasted your breath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, Elon Musk. This was another funny one. Elon Musk posted a picture of a uh, uh, Bill Gates with a gut. And he put it next to the pregnant man emoji because they look a lot alike. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he said, in case you need a... Oh, yeah, I can't read that one. <laughs> can't read that one. <laughs> Note to self, pre-read before yeah. we do the show. Um by the way, I did take a screenshot of this uh, last week, right after Elon bought Twitter. Uh, tell me what the top two downloaded apps are. True number social, number tw- one, and Twitter. Tw- number two. Yeah. What does that tell you, Patrick? True social, Donald Trump's uh, platform, and which Twitter, has, which has had a horrible start to it. But I mean, again, people have had trouble. You know, downloading it, getting on it. But again, um, we'll see what I'm happens. I'm on Truth. You're on Truth? Yeah, I got in there. I was My waiting number was 1 million something or whatever, but I finally got on there. Right. Oh, so, so they had a backlog. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so they didn't crash the system of millions and millions of Americans trying to log on and create a profile. And I'm sure there was some vetting that went on to keep out some, so these, these, I, I guess I'll call them social snipers. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that that had a lot to do with it, but I mean, it's not the greatest platform in the world. It's kind of vanilla, but I mean, I can say what I want to on there and don't have to worry about Zucker turd shutting me up. Yeah. <laughs> Going beyond politics and everything, who, what social do you think is the most creative? I mean, I really liked, uh, what was it? Um, MySpace? MySpace? No, Parlor. I liked how Parlor was doing things. And yeah, then, it was all know, right. I, I liked it. I really did. And it, it was it easy to use. It was easy to use, but it didn't give me the engagement I wanted. And it was well, 100%. Because it, because it didn't have the people. Yeah, it like, was 100% right wing uh, politics. Well, I didn't. I didn't find it th- that way. But I mean, again, no. I, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. I just mean it was right leaning politics, and that's all I got. And I was like, well, I want well, a little variety. Bad. That's just as bad as too much left crap. You know? Yeah. What I mean, yeah. I just uh, it, I understand that. But I'm, I'm talking about just the platform itself. I, I'll give it. I thought it was. It was very pretty good. easy to use. Yes. yes. Um, I'll tell you this. I'm longing for the days when people just start posting pictures of the, what they're having for lunch again and, and cat videos. I'd really like to go back to that. Every day on tour um, in May, I'm going to send you a picture of my lunch. Okay. Tell, I'm a spoiler alert. Um, it's going to just be a big old protein shake. Okay. And then we'll just throw it up on the rock salt page. And- yeah. <laughs> Same flavor. Same cup, and it's just going to be washed. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe I won't save some of the flavor from what, what, what flavor? What flavor? Uh, I, I think I only ordered the chocolate. The chocolate. Okay. No. Do you do you no. like have sweetener that sweetens it up or just no sir? Mix? How come the how come the protein shakes don't come in protein flavors like chicken, beef? <laughs> I have Fish. no idea. Why don't you go ahead and give that a run, Dave? See how that works out. Get your team of investors to invest yeah. in your fish, your carb flavored protein drink. <laughs> Well, um, getting back to Twitter, so everybody, I I jumped on just out of the pure comedy. I knew it was going to be comedy gold. I knew people were going to be going out of their minds, and I knew that other people would be excited. So I just jumped on Twitter, which I hadn't been on in years, um, to see what was going on. And I'll tell you what it was. It was celebrity after celebrity after celebrity going i don't know if i can stay on twitter i don't know if i can do it i might have to leave nobody cares nobody cares is is it the same people that said if trump gets elected i'm going to canada and they're still here and they're they're still here by the way that's another tweet i saw from celebrities if elon is really buying twitter i'm moving to canada um yeah, they got it there too, brother. Twitter can't get me in, in the land of the Canucks. It's impossible. Oh. Just yeah, like I mean, can't get me if I'm eating in between bites. Yeah, like Canada is going to solve all the problems. All right, let me yeah. tell you about this one. Now, this guy didn't directly uh, tweet back to me, but he did very quickly tweet something based off of what I had told him. Um, so Alex winner, I know you don't know the name. He's Bill S. Preston Esquire from Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Yes. All right. So, um, and I've met Alex winner. He's a nice guy. Also the little vampire in, um, lost boys. Correct. 
All right. So he's, I, I see that he is popping up on my feed over and over and over again about, I don't know if I can stay on Twitter. And to the point where I got tired of seeing it. So this is what happened. He says, uh, uh, somebody posted on the day Elon Musk announced his Twitter takeover, 200,000 KD Perry followers deactivated. And Alex commented, I may not last the week. We'll see. Really don't want to go. And that was probably about the 10th time he had posted something like that. So um, I essentially played his father. I played the father role. (laughs) (laughs) Because what I said was, are you looking for attention? You keep tweeting the same thing. Oh, the humanity. If you're going to go, then go. If you're not going to go, then stop virtue signaling. So his quick response was, I guess this means the fight is moving here in full force. Maybe I will stay. Come on, man. All I did was tell you to stop talking about it and do it if you're going to do it. You know, I wonder how Jesus would have taught, would have, would have dealt with people like, like that back in the day. I know there's the love and compassion, but um, mind you, he, re- he rebuked Peter. When he was like, dude, you're not going to the cross to die. Get by. He, he hit him with a get behind me, Satan. So, yeah. then, and, and that breaks my heart that that guy right there is is who he's portraying himself to be in that manner, man. Because that just makes me want to smack Alex Winter. Yeah, so it really not, does. I think Jesus would have said, hey, put down the cell phone. <laughs> put down the cell phone. <laughs> pick up, pick up, yeah, pick up the Bible. Put down the cell phone. I, I, I just think... Uh, the cell phone and everything, the 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 text breakup and all those other things, I think have uh, lessened us as a society. Oh, for as sure, yeah, for sure. And, and so, human beings, and, yes. And and I can say all the stupid stuff or mean stuff or whatever on Twitter because I'm anonymous behind the keyboard. Yeah. And you mentioned speaking of anonymous, you mentioned uh, Patrick Washington Post earlier. There was a big thing on Twitter uh, about this woman. I don't have her name uh, at the Washington Post. Now there is a Twitter account called Libs of TikTok. TikTok. Libs of TikTok. And all this person does is take videos of people on tiktok like uh the one i saw yesterday of the woman who went the woman who looks like a man that went to the gynecologist and was offended that the gynecologist called her called her a her you're at the gynecologist (laughs) okay so all this libs of tiktok posts or videos like that and uh of course live liberals get offended by their own videos and uh i think it's because people expose them for what they really are so this reporter at the washington post she wrote an article exposing the woman who owns or owns possesses the libs of tiktok account and in this article she posted this woman's home address home phone number place of business real estate license number, all of this woman's personal information, which is not right in any account. And then when somebody who had some money took a, took a billboard out in Times Square listing that person 
that person's name and their email address. That's it. This woman jumped on Twitter. This Washington Post writer jumped on Twitter and claimed to be the victim in this. Mm. And oh, by the way, this person from the Washington Post. Yeah, she shut down all comments to her tweets. So she tweets all she wants, but you cannot comment on it. Yeah, here she's a professional. Like that's what she does. Is she bugs people, tries to take down people, and all that. And then when she was attacked, she was like, "I'm the victim. Oh, I'm the victim. I'm the victim. He's such a they're, horrible they're, person. I'm getting death threats. Mean. Yeah, they're mean and all that. Yeah. So hey, look, you know if what? you're gonna post people's personal information out there, post yours too. And by the way, um, I, I I told her that. What'd your dad say? to do to the bully at the school stand punch up to her yeah yeah, yeah right. punch him in the mouth and, and what most likely would the bully do i'm gonna leave you alone that's right and so learn from that folks yeah stand yeah. up to cancel culture stand up to these bullies um and, and this is why in my opinion they are so uh against elon owning twitter is because they have been the bullies so long that now people can stand up to the bully without being restricted. Well, you see, the thing about it is, here we go. Here we go. We done just pop me off. It's, it's the Christian's fault. It's the church's fault. If we would have stood up to this garbage 50, 60, 70 years ago, we wouldn't be in this situation. We, if we would have punched the bully in the mouth then and taken responsibility then, we wouldn't be dealing with, with whether our, our boy or girl, how they identify and what gender they identify yeah. as. Yeah, don't give me so much. We've allowed so many snakes in the freaking garden at this point. It's almost overran. So, I mean, yeah. if, if the Christian uh, community would just stand up for what scripture says instead of what Reverend Joe Jack and his his sow a seed revelation and you'll you'll get blessed ministry goes. I mean, come on, people stand up and do something. Right. Stop waiting for somebody else to do it. I do have the name of the uh, lady. Um, Taylor Lorenz is her name. That is her name. That is her name. Yeah, so, go look yeah. her up and, and send her an email and ask her why, when she's going to post her personal information so we can all contact her. Yeah. And so, well, that bully got punched in the nose. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, she's crying about it. That's true. Um, so. Now, Elon, he's posted some great stuff. I mean, he's posted some funny stuff, and uh, I likened it to a child with a new toy, and he's just playing with it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, just poking the bear. Yep. The bear. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, when he said that uh, he was going to buy Coca-Cola just so he could put the cocaine back in it, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also made a, a tweet that uh, – he was making a new announcement that Joe Rogan was now going to be the CEO of Twitter. <laughs> oh, and I'm sure there's some liberal heads out there that you know, I was thinking who would be a good person for that. Um, I'm thinking someone who, you know, runs maybe the Babylon Bee. Those guys are pretty I think, good. I think he would be great at it. I've been yeah. following his posts and he is uh, ecstatic about he picked up 70,000 new followers and he can actually post again. Cause if you remember, he got banned from Twitter. Who he, Joe, Joe, no, or, uh, the, I think his name is Seth something. Yeah. Um, he got Seth banned. E. Yeah. He got banned from Twitter because he posted that picture of, uh, who is that? The, the transgender that that's the head oh, of the medical I, thing. I'm not going to say his name. All right. I, I just, it, but yeah, yeah, it called him man of the year. Yes. I thought that was funny. <laughs> it, it was great. 
uh, they they did a video and they had like Trump in the background because they were in Twitter jail <laughs> with Trump. It, it was a funny video. So, you got to go check it out, Babylon B. But I, I think he would be good. Um, I like Matt Walsh a lot. I don't um, know who that is. Uh, and Dave Portner would be the perfect guy. The guy who runs uh, Barstool Sports. Oh, I yeah. He's he, another uh, level-headed yes. guy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, need a level-headed guy. Yeah. And not, so I think he would be good. Not to take life so daggone serious, It's man. Twitter. Yes. And see, and that was my thing with all these celebrities and everybody going on about Twitter. When I said, oh, the humanity. You guys, it's tweet. I, I get it. Uh, it's Twitter, though. It's Twitter. Yes, Aaron, I'm sorry. This one's going to go a little long. That's okay. Uh, it's Twitter. If Twitter shut down tomorrow, I am sorry, but the world will keep spinning for you. I promise. I promise. You sure? Um, you sure? I'm 100% sure. Okay. Because um, it was spinning before Twitter came around. So Don't scare me like that, Dave. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, and that's why I get so tired of these celebrities going, I don't know. But Katy Perry lost 200000 but I'm starting to see all these uh, people that were banned from Twitter coming back, like the dude from Babylon B saying, oh, I picked up. And, and. And people what I, that left, what I find interesting, coming back like Tucker Carlson, yeah, come back to Twitter, and and so these people like Katie, I'm not going to say Katy Perry accused him, but people like her are, are accusing him, uh, uh, Elon of well, he must be shutting my followers down. Well, number one, he's getting rid of the bots, so there goes a lot of your followers. Sorry to tell you, those are like five million of whatever the twenty that you have. Yeah, but the other uh, the other reason that I thought was, well, a lot of your followers left Twitter. How can you be upset yeah. about that? You're sitting here bad-mouthing the guy and bad-mouthing Twitter and then wondering why nobody's on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, hey, come on. Fairy, yeah, fairy tale is coming crashing in. They were probably, they, well, not probably, clearly by their actions and their, and their words that they speak. Um, they're brainwashed by whatever system that they're trying to implement. And they honestly think that they had those 5 billion followers. This many people really, no, they don't. No, no they don't. They don't. No. Um, they, don't, they don't care about you that much. No, sorry. no, you're, you're, I keep saying Katy Perry. Cause that was the one that I saw. I don't know if she said anything about this, but no, you're Katy Perry. You're a pop star. Nobody really cares at the end of the day. I mean, when you're laying on your deathbed, are you really going to go, gee, I wonder what Katy Perry is tweeting right now? He's talking about she's tweeting about being on fire, isn't she? Yeah. All right. So here's the best one. I get that. <laughs> I get what you're saying there, Patrick. <laughs> oh, oh, in the Dallas Cowboys t-shirt. Like, oh, I get it's on fire. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, here's the best one from Elon's, uh, this is from rebel news, but find it where you, wherever you want, because the story happened. I I watched it happen. It was funny. Um, the headline stop hitting on me. I'm really shy. Musk rid ridicules overly dramatic Ocasio-Cortez. And she is, Oh, if you read some of her tweets, Oh my gosh, she is a, she's off the deep end brother. Yeah. That's a, uh... Yeah, that's a nut job. All I thought as I was reading her tweets is, I've dated girls like you and I've left them on the side of the road because they're just so crazy. Uh, so here's the story. Following Elon's buyout of Twitter, Dem uh, AOC told her followers on the platform that she was tired of having collectively 
have to collectively stress about what hate crimes are happening because Musk, a self-proclaimed free speech ab- absolutist, now had control of the platform. And while AOC did not refer to the billionaire by name, the assumption that the congresswoman was referring to was obvious to most, prompting Musk himself to respond. The congresswoman implied that Musk calls for Twitter to adhere to First Amendment principles were influenced by fo- a popular Fox News host Tucker Carlson and tech entrepreneur Peter Thiel, whom she suggested made him feel special by taking him out on a date. Tired of having having to collectively stress about what the explosion of hate crimes is happening because some billionaire with an ego problem unilaterally controls a massive communication platform, excuse it because Tucker Carlson or Peter Thiel took him to dinner and made him feel special, she wrote. In response, Musk wrote, stop hitting on me, I'm really shy. <laughs> that is fantastic. Isn't it awesome? And That's a man who has zero cares about what anybody thinks. Right, and that's why I love him right i love him right now i don't know tomorrow he might do something stupid but well i guarantee he's gonna do something stupid yeah um in a now deleted tweet that's the fantastic part in a now deleted tweet ocasio cortez attempted to save face by insisting she was referring to another tech billionaire meta platforms (laughs) owner mark zuckerberg i was talking about zuckerberg but okay she replied to musk And the tweet, which she deleted within moments of posting it, has been archived by ProPublica. So if you want to see the full tweet, it's there. Um, Everything I just read you is there. And um, here's the thing is somebody else pulled up that tweet and tweeted it back to AOC when she was making her tweets about it. (laughs) And she had to she had to confront it. And she goes, I didn't delete it right away. And all it just all kinds of lies, all kinds oh. of lies. It's right there. It's right there. You did it. You did it. More of it's coming, it. more of it's coming for more of them too. Oh. Uh, this is just the beginning. So everybody get your popcorn ready. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. It's gonna be great. What, they'll oh, be, it's, they'll be eating themselves basically. It's so, fantastic. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell you this. I posted a, um, a photo of, Joe Biden and a young girl, naked, parts covered up. The picture was taken from Hunter Biden's laptop. I posted it on Facebook. And not only did they label me, they kicked me out. I had to redo my passwords and everything to get back in. And uh, I'm going to tell you this. I haven't missed Facebook at all. I I mean, I went on yesterday to just check the 70 something tweets or whatever it is on Facebook that I supposedly have, but that was it. I, I don't care. If I did, if it wasn't for the band's page, I wouldn't be on Facebook. Uh, uh, I mean, I would have sent, I sent that thing sailing a long time ago. Uh, yes. Yeah, same, same here. With, same with me with rock salt radio where we're on Facebook. So same here. I mean, yep. I've got a, a lot of friends on there and I just figure out another way to keep in touch with them because Facebook is a cesspool. Yep. Sure enough. How much you want to bet this the next one that goes down? Somebody's going to snatch up Facebook and um and give it the old Musk treatment. You got musked. Oh, oh, that's, <laughs> that's fantastic! Oh, that's fantastic. The, the new catchphrase. You yeah, got musked. you got must. <laughs> I'm using that next time. Oh, <laughs> next time the opportunity comes up, I'm going to go. Wow, you got must, didn't you? Oh <laughs> man, uh, he really he must, must you. Oh. <laughs> 
got mussed up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want Tony Romo to use that on the NFL game. Man, he got mussed. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a straight interception comes oh, through. Yeah. Play. That dude just got mussed. That is fantastic. Yes. So, um, look, I could go on for another hour talking about what's going on on Twitter because it's so funny to watch. And I encourage, because I've been doing it, I encourage everyone to go out there and start hitting up these politicians. Uh, the, you know, the ones that, like, AOC, when she posts, a rich billionaire spent his money doing this when he could have done this. He should pay taxes. And uh, every single one of those politicians that I go, that says, you should pay taxes, you didn't pay taxes. I ask him, well, did he not pay taxes legally or did he not pay taxes illegally like Hunter Biden? Let's mm. talk about Hunter Biden's tax evasion. Oh, no one wants to talk about that. We only want to talk about the the rich people that took advantage of the, the tax benefits that you gave them. And they ended but, up paying zero taxes. But, but Hunter's paying those back, though, there, Dave. Oh, is he? To, is he really? Is he paying it back with the money he got from he got from Burisma in China? Is he paying it back with that money? The story they're going to paint is that he's paying it back so he can plea out. And that way um, he, he will get a year of uh, at club fed. And then um, <laughs> he, that, that guy is not going to serve any time. And, and really get him on the tax evasion, get him on the drug abuse, get him on the hookers. You know, that's the other. Uh, now I'm on a rant. This is Dave's rants now. Hey, look, uh, everybody that supports Joe Biden and yeah, Hunter and Joe, one and the same, okay? Yeah, support Joe Biden, but at the same time, you want to be woke and, uh, 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 you know, men shouldn't uh, do these things to women, and I agree they shouldn't do those things to women. Then let's talk about Hunter and his addiction to hookers. And children. Don't forget that. And race. children. Yeah, I'll go on the record. That guy is a sexual predator, He's a uh, he's a uh, um, he's a sexual predator. He's a, uh, a tax evader, and he he's a traitor because he sold out his country uh, for a paycheck from from China. Somebody's about to get Clinton, and it's all starting. Uh, and no, 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 no. I'm not going there. Uh, uh-uh, no, I'm not saying any of that. He does need to be in prison, though. Yup. Well, his dad needs to love him again and stop this. Oh, his, his, his dad doesn't know where he is half his, the time. His dad has allowed this to happen, though. I think his dad loving him has probably created the problem, if you get my gist. Yeah. It, I you remember know, when I, I was young, sitting on the poolside, and them young kids would come up and yeah. stroke down my leg hair. Shut What, Joe? Yeah, what, what, you, what are you talking about? You know, yeah. or or the the video I saw this week of him going, uh, you know, we got to, we got to, uh, uh, he actually goes. Uh, I, I'm just. Well, we I'm got, just we're gonna try hard. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just talking about years ago where his dad could have stopped all this. Yeah. You know, well, years ago, his dad probably has created this. But, by you know, he 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 could have. I don't know. But again, um, you know, we we can all say that. Well, his dad loved him, so he did all this. But his dad, when you allow your son to do those things. Because I think Joe, I think I, Joe knew 
what he was doing and could have stopped it. I think I think it. you're putting too soft of a spin on this. If Joe Biden is smart enough to be uh, in politics for over 50 years, he's smart enough to know the difference between right and wrong. He did. Dave, and that's what I'm saying. And he didn't do anything about that's it. Right. And he, because it's a, a father's love for his son, I don't buy that. No, I'm not saying he loved his son. I'm I'm saying if he really loved his son, he would have stopped it. When, when my that he would he would took him to no. the woodshed. Joe Biden said loves two things: yeah. money and power. Yes, and now what I'm saying is, if yeah, he really if he really loved his son, and ice cream. <laughs> yes, he would have stopped this. So. All right. Uh, oh, I got to throw one more thing oh, okay. in. One last thing in because it's it's that big. Okay. Did anyone see the CNN talking head uh, going on about um, how can one man run the town square? How can this be free speech if one man can shut down thought of another a group of people how can this be free speech and he described everything everything that's been happening everything that's been happening he's yes. trying to say that elon musk is gonna do no buddy look at zuckerberg that's your boy yeah you're right anyways it's gonna be a fight it's gonna be a fight just like alex it, center it alex winter said this. just like alex winter said it's gonna be a fight but it's going to be comedic too. Grab some popcorn. It's going to be a fight. Can, I mean, I, I want them to bring back that. You guys remember that MTV show, Celebrity Deathmatch? Yep. Oh, I, the claymation. Yep. I wanted to bring it back and put all the liberals up against, like, I want to see Donald Trump fight like Nancy Pelosi. I want to see um, Alex Winter fighting John Wick. I, I just want to see all these things go down now. That would be awesome. That yes. would be awesome. And by the way, um, no word from. From uh, John Wick, <laughs> on what he thinks about Twitter. <laughs> you know why? Because that man is brilliant, and he keeps to himself. And I think I think Keanu is so full of love and consideration for other people. He realizes that he has a platform that his opinion matters greatly. And if he sways one too far or left or right, it could destroy people and him all at the same time. Yeah, you so, know, I will give props to him. I uh, I always looked at him as uh, Ted Theodore Logan. Uh, I. Anytime I see him in any movie, including John Wick, all I can think of is Ted Theodore Logan, <laughs> because Here's that's what theory. he sounds like. But Here's my theory: He's when this. we remember when Ted's dad threatened to send him off to um, to military school, yes, in an alternate universe, he didn't go through time. Ted didn't. He actually had to go to military school, and that's what created uh, John Wick. That's he a great. A, that's a great movie. He's a CIA agent that changed his name to John Wick to protect Ted's family. So, therefore, that's how John Wick was created. Oh, we need to make this movie. I mean, well, where does Johnny Utah come in? Um, that's a completely different universe. Yeah. Instead oh, okay. of going to military school, he okay. went to college and became the quarterback. And so. Okay. But um, I, I, anyways, I want to go on to say that uh, I respect Keanu Reeves because he – truly is quote unquote a man of the people yeah from everything i've seen at least yeah 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 so, i agree uh all right so uh, an extended break i get it i think we needed to get that stuff out there though <laughs> you feel better dave yeah no i i i'm gonna jump on twitter as soon as we're done <laughs> 
<laughs> there's more comedy gold to be uh, had. Okay. In mind. On Twitter, Dave. I'm going to go follow you now. Uh, oh, you know what? I'll tell you off because yeah. I don't want everybody okay. to know. I like my anonymity on Twitter. Um, okay. But I, I, by the way, I did give uh, I did give uh, Bette Midler a good trolling because <laughs> Dave's picking on Ben Midler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was on there talking about gun control, so I posted a picture of her in a movie holding a gun, and I went like this. Don't you think that people that profit off of guns uh, should be in support of the Second Amendment? That's beautiful, David. I applaud you. I applaud you. That is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, oh, and she, the other one was she She went on to say that Twitter was going to be overrun with pedophiles and uh, uh, bullies and all this stuff. <laughs> and I said, come on, Elon bought Twitter, not all of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> not, not DC. You should have sent her a picture of Alec Baldwin. <laughs> well, I, I did. I hit her up with that, too, because I... I said, uh, I said, what? Let's ask your buddy Alec Baldwin what he thinks about gun control. <laughs> or better yet, eh, maybe we should ask the family of the person he killed. Ooh. Oh. Hey, we'll end on that. Uh, That's a good we, place to end. Yeah, it's we'll, a rock salt musecast experience. <laughs> this is Keegan from Dead Sin, and you're listening to Rock Salt Radio. Rock Salt Musecast experience, Aaron and Dave, and uh, off of our extended break. Yeah, and Patrick too. He's here, and yeah, Patrick. I told you I got to get in the in the habit of saying and Patrick because uh, I'm not in that habit. So no offense, Patrick. It's not that I forgot you were there. Honestly, you need to um, download the soundbite from the old SNL. It's Pat. Oh, just and and when you forget, just insert that. Yeah, that's awesome. I find that. (laughs) <laughs> oh man all right we'll just your yeah, topic aaron yeah. line it up brother oh man i want to ask you guys what's the stupidest thing you did as a teenager or, or just a stupid thing you did you pat- want, want me to start no let patrick go? go first okay oh why do i get to go first on this? <laughs> let patrick okay. go last because i have a feeling his will be best then. oh okay all right we'll we'll give you the headlining slot all right do you want to have to argue with yeah, us I, like I, shipley I, I used to I used to TP with um, some friends of mine, and just because we could afford t- toilet paper to TP someone's house, and again you would go and you would throw toilet paper up in their tree, and it would come down, or you would wrap their car in toilet paper, and that's what we did for fun as teenagers. Uh, we, oh, we, oh, the eighties, yeah, the eighties, yeah, <laughs> before technology, <laughs> yes. Uh, we used to do that, and we could afford it to buy it, but it was so much fun just to go steal it from the church. (laughs) You stole from the church. Oh yeah. That's what we used to do. And and again, uh, after we got, uh, basically someone called us out on it. uh, We started. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Uh, Hey, Aaron, we we need to, we need to have a talk brother. Yeah. Um, You know, (laughs) God, I'm only having fun. <laughs> yeah, but you're not. I, you, you know, know there's I a better to, way to go about it. There's a better way to go about it. But uh, well, we no, 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 no. It doesn't no, work no. like that, Darren. <laughs> Just because you give to the church doesn't mean that's your toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we used to have this 24-hour uh, grocery store called Pack and Save here, and we would go get like the 48 roll pack at, at Pack and Save. Would do that for so, like two bucks. Yeah, but we got caught a couple uh, one time. 
uh, by our principal at the high school we were at. And so, uh, but it was okay because it's like two weeks later they fired him. So <laughs> we, we ended up. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was hard for. Uh huh. <laughs> Missing toilet paper. No, no. <laughs> He's embezzling a lot of toilet paper. He got fired because he was stupid, <laughs> um, basically. But uh, uh, he, did but he during, tweet about but, it but during one of these uh, times we were toilet paper in someone's house? Uh, my two two best friends at that time they went on a mission to Mexico and they brought back. Some illegal fireworks. Mm. And he had an M50, which is a quarter stick of dynamite. And we decided we would like that on someone's porch after we toilet papered their house at 2 o'clock in the morning. And when that thing went off, I realized, ah, that was stupid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Seemed like uh, a good idea at the time. It did. (laughs) Uh, Dave, you got a... Quick one here. Uh, yeah, I mine uh, is a little more, I guess, I don't want to say menacing, but it's a little harder core than yours for sure. Um, my first car was a 66 Nova. And uh, Aaron, you remember this. You love this story. Oh, it's great. From my brother. Uh, he was really upset that I did this because he bought me the car. But I had a 66 Nova. And uh, it was a beater beyond beaters. It had a straight six in it. And uh, it was as ugly as that car was, it just ran. And uh, so me and my buddies, we had some fun in that car. And we, because the back seats were all torn up, I took the back seats out. But I needed a place for my friends to sit, so we put a recliner in the back seat. (laughs) 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 And um, uh, we never got in trouble for not having a seatbelt for it, but, you know, there was a recliner in the back seat. So there's a road near where I live called Santa Juanita. They've since changed it. They've taken this little hill out of that road, but there was a I little, wonder why. Yeah. There was, a, it's a long straightaway with this hill, this little hill in it. And then you have uh, right past the hill. You have about 30 yards, maybe 60. I might be, you know, it was a long time ago, um, but you had the short amount of space to stop your car before there was a 90-degree turn and a gigantic oak tree. And we would take that car and get it as fast as it would go down that straightaway and hit that hill and jump the car. And I look back at it now going, how did I not roll the car or die or anything? No, we never did. Um, And the death of my car was when my buddy said, hey, you stand out here because I want to see how high it really goes. So I stood on the hill and uh, he got that thing pegged. And um, it was Dukes of Hazard style, man. It went about five feet in the air and about 30 feet long and came down like the General Lee. <laughs> oh, man. It opened up the oil pan. Uh, and we drove it back to the house and turned it off and all the oil just dumped out and I, uh, it opened it up like a sardine can and I went, Oh, no big deal. 10 bucks in a half hour or so. I'll have that oil pan change. No big deal. So I went and I got all my stuff, crawled under the car and, um, much later came to find out that 66 was the only year that Chevy put a cross member welded a cross member over the oil pan. So in order to change the oil pan, you had to remove the engine 
<laughs> yes. Wow. So I sold it to the mechanic for a hundred bucks. <laughs> I, I don't feel dumb at all now. My story. <laughs> I feel irresponsible. Uh. That's some true Kentucky stuff right there, what Dave said. That is. He really went Duke boys on me. I did. All right, I go think ahead. The dumbest part of that story was selling it to the mechanic for 100 bucks. <laughs> well, you know, there's more to that story. We had it spray painted. We had spray painted this car all over. And when I sold it to the mechanic, I said, uh, well, he goes, it's the only way we can do it. And I said, well, back in 1903, 100 bucks was a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, um, would you be interested in buying it? And he goes, I don't want to insult you. I'm not willing to offer a lot of money. And I said, what are you willing to offer? He said, 100 bucks. And I said, sold. So he bought the car. And I came back later with the title and everything. And he had his girlfriend out at the car with a toothbrush getting all the paint, all the spray paint off of the car. And she was really not happy with me. <laughs> that gone. She should have not been happy with him. No, she wasn't happy with me because I sold him the car and I'm sure she didn't want him to have the car. And then on top of it, he made her go clean it. <laughs> all right, Patrick, what's your story? Well, I guess there's a great segue. Speaking of girlfriends, the year was 2000 and I was home on boot leave straight out of the United States Marine Corps boot camp. Um, came home and so we decided to do some bar hopping. Um, now the bars here in Kentucky or at that time, Ironton, Ohio, they're not big. They're not huge clubs with a lot of space. Um, they're basically elbow to elbow. Not a lot. I mean, just you go in, you sit down for drinking room and maybe a live garbage band is playing in the, uh, in the, in the background, my bright idea being the Marine that I was, uh, we we're known for our intelligence, by the way, and that's a lie. Um, <laughs> but I decided to invite two ladies to there that night. I brought one and then I had another one meet me there. And I'm telling you, I mean, we were in no more than, wait a, a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Right, you know, I'm like listening to this story, kind of half listening to it. I'm paying attention, but I'm, and then I went, wait, did I just hear that? Yep. Repeat yep. that, please. Oh. So, so we're no more than like a 40 by 40 square facility. And so there's pool tables in the back corner and then there's the bar and then there's the floor stage area where the band is playing and people are gathered around. So I would be making my, um, my rounds. I'd like spend three minutes and go over to the pool table where the one girl that I invited was. I mean, I'd go back to the bar thinking for some reason that they're not catching on to any of, the, any of my smooth, suave, suave, debonair moves that I'm pulling there. I'm thinking I'm hedging my bets, but no, they wound up getting together and, um, and, and discussing the evening and who, who invited them there before it was over. And so um, this sounds like an episode of like three's company. You know, <laughs> it was, it was. And talk about not only did I, I go home alone, which is uh, biblically now looking at it was was fantastic, um, but also with, with two women that I was trying to pursue at the time, um, hating my guts forevermore. So, <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you this: if there's a, a silver lining to that dark cloud, um, it never would have worked. I know because I know both of them now. Yeah, the God, the God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah, just nah, this ain't happening for you tonight, brother. 
Oh, yes, my God. I was blessed with my beautiful wife and my beautiful family, and I wouldn't have had And I'm so glad that I'm not in the boat that, uh, that I was in that night. So, Hey, do you ever think that Jesus is just sitting there getting a chuckle out of doing stuff like that? <laughs> I guarantee it. I guarantee you when we get to heaven and we're talking to Jesus, he's going to be like, hey, man, you remember that time? You thought it was a great idea. He's like, he's like yeah, I set it up perfectly for you. Yeah. No, uh, you know what's going to happen is he's going to make you relive it and he's going to show you his side. <laughs> right. He's going to put you right back in that club and, uh, you know, like something out of um, uh, oh, uh, Christmas Carol where he's got to relive the different past you know oh yeah he's gonna put you in that club by the end of it i'm gonna yell at the barkeep hey you barkeep go buy a turkey because i learned my lesson (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, man man, that's a funny story yeah you know uh, to quote mike warnke this is going way back to the 70s quote mike warnke though he said uh you know everybody thinks that that g doesn't have a, uh, a sense of humor and uh he goes i i just believe that's untrue because take a look at the duck billed platypus (laughs) right oh great story so hey we'll be right back on the rock salt muscast experience hi this is jermaine with tricord and you're listening to rock salt musecast with aaron and dave rock salt musecast experience aaron and dave um a i don't go i guess extended show today because we got to talking and ranting and all of that we'll Try to get back we? to yeah. Well, all right. I tried to you know. I got yeah, you talking. Really pretty much took the helm on the other. Uh, I did. I've been talking a lot. I understand. That's okay. I understand. Uh, you know, I was I was thinking. You know, we may need to start an offshoot of of uh, the show. You know, Rock Salt presents Dave's rants, and yeah. it's just a podcast of me ranting. You want to join in on that, Patrick? Would you be down for that? I would be down for it, but you wouldn't let me talk, Dave. I know. I didn't let you talk a lot today, but it, it'll change. Trust me. No, I straight got musked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kid. Uh, all well, right. This is our last show. Uh, yeah, it's before, our last show. We're going to. Before, gonna, before <laughs> Mother's Day. No, before Mother's Day. <laughs> it's our last show. <laughs> Bye, Mom. You know. Um, uh, well, uh, hey, uh, your mom still time. hasn't. Uh, mother-in-law still hasn't emailed us. Yeah, That's true. You know, well, I've been trying to get her to do that for two years. I see. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we uh, it's mother's day show happy mother's day to yeah. all the mothers out there uh nancy of course my happy wife, mother's day don my, my mom so and uh, uh patrick who would you uh, like my to beautiful wife annette and my mother debbie yeah happy mother's day to those those ladies i don't know how they dealt with me this long so <laughs> i don't know either because i'm having a hard time <laughs> <laughs> And I've been and called a mother a few times. Uh, and just because I'm Kentucky, in Kentucky, I'm not. I'm going to refer to the last segment and say no. It was neither of those two women in the bar, Debbie, my mom, or my third wife. So back off, people. Uh, um, all right, I won't say that. That's that because they're not present, and I don't want to take a stab at them. I don't want it to come off like a stab at them. It was really damn mind. I'm going to shut up now because I'm digging myself well, deeper. Thank you for all the moms out there. And uh, how do we end the show, Dave? Uh, happy trails. Should be 
He taught me how to turn my cheek when people laugh at me. I've had friends before, and I can tell you that he's one who will never leave you flat. No! Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to pray and how to save my soul. He taught me how to praise my God and still play rock and roll. The music may sound different, but the message is the same. It's just an instrument to praise his name. Yeah. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine. Get that way. Oh. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. 